Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. On this week's Nonsensible Podcast. Everybody yeah, is, though. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, life, No matter, Yeah, that's life, you know. In life, you have to find positives in negatives. And this world... Sucks. I'd be like, yeah, man. No, 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 no. Just keep it as D- Dave Studios. Just add on to the high. Or just take off the Don't get me started on moving. Yeah, moving the worst. It's the worst thing in the world. I move tomorrow, so this is going to be rough. This is nonsensical. You're listening to Nonsensible with Sam. And Dave. And Saul. What's up? And Woo. Welcome back, Woo. Master Woo. That sweet chocolate voice. Mm. (laughs) Sounds like fondue. Fondue. (laughs) I I was thinking about hot chocolate. It sounds his voice sounds thick. Some of that thick poo. I was really wanting to get back to like where we ended that last episode where he where you were saying that he went in, you went into prison when you were 15 and you came out when you were 20. All right, so let me. So it's not a, really prison. It's um, yeah. Oh, I was gonna give a quick uh, recap. Wu oh, told okay. us a little story about how he used to smuggle money in t- for burritos. <laughs> and at, least, to, at least once. He used to stick money in his ass and then give it to guards, and he used to buy him burritos. And he used to do this every week. Every week. <laughs> every week. Oh, this how, is a regular thing. How it much became for one a regular burrito? thing. So, if it's um five dollars, then you yeah. have to pay them a lot. You know. Like yeah. How much? Fifty bucks, you know. Whoa! Uh, Fifty bucks for a burrito. That's Cause, some Because what they're strikes. doing is illegal too. You know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know. So, uh, yeah. all right. So, explain us the process of you went and as a, as a minor, you came out as an adult, correct? So, yeah. So it's not prison. It's what where I went was why youth detention, youth, uh, YA, youth authority, youth authority, yeah. mm-hmm. and um. So there's camp that's for ju- completely juveniles. Mm-hmm. And there's prisons for adults, yeah. and there's something between, and that's why. As all the, uh, you go to why if you got trialed as an adult. Oh, so it's different. Like I think, like what do they call it? Juvie hall in America. Uh, for juveniles. Yeah. Uh, juvenile hall. So juvenile, juvenile hall. hall and YA are two different. Oh, uh, so first you're in juvenile hall going through uh the court trial. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then and then you get sentenced. Yep. And then so usually juveniles they go to camp. For like a okay. year or two. Yep. You know, I think it's like, you know, I don't think they do more than three years or two or something mm-hmm. like that. You were tried as an adult. So I got tried as an adult. As a minor. For, so for if, what? Uh, for for a lot of things. That's, I can't tell you in details. Okay. <laughs> so I got tried as an adult. So if I had like 10 years, then I would have went to prison after I turned 20. Yep. Yeah, so I got five years. So I did five years sentencing. And I was actually thinking about becoming becoming a lawyer when I come out from YA because wow. I was studying a lot of that stuff when I was locked up because all all you do is work out and read books mm-hmm. yep. you know that's all all you do and I'll and like I said I'll go crazy if I don't do anything I was like that since when I was a kid so I was just working out every day just reading books every day that's all I was doing and and later on I found out 
because my my mother didn't do well with the paperwork. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't a citizen. So I got deported to Korea when I was 20. The second you came out? Yeah. You didn't even... So I realized um, like a few months before I was about to get released, they told me. So and then I got transferred to deportation jail. And then I was there for like, there's no time limit there. You know, yeah. I mean, you just got to wait. And I and I have a, some serious PTSD from that place. Mm. That place was nice. But I don't know when I was going to get out. Mm. You know, I already finished my sentencing. And then I stayed there for another four months. Maybe it was better that those five years that you didn't know that you were going to be deported. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That would have sucked. Yeah. And, uh, so you had no idea for years and years and years that you were going to get deported. You thought you were just going to come out yeah. to the States. Yeah. So, so my Damn. goal was… So you didn't even… You, you'd finished your sentence. You didn't even get to go home. Uh-huh. You were transferred straight to the next facility. Yeah. And from there, you were deported straight away. So you yeah. didn't get to go and get any of your Nothing. clothes. Your, Nothing. Your, any of your… Oh, wow. Yeah. That's right. Because I was dreaming about the last place that I left. You know, yeah. my bed yeah. and yeah. my space. Yeah, of course. And, you know, my boxing gloves and yep. all that stuff. And burritos. Know? And burritos. And even, even mom's, yeah. mom's home cooking. Yeah, yeah that well, too. And, and did mom of, co- get deported too? No, no, no. no. She, she's a citizen there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, so for four months, I don't know when I was going to get deported. You know, that was just driving me crazy. Yeah. And there was no books there for some reason. You know, <laughs> we, they had, there was no library there. So all I did was work out, like do 1,000 push-ups a day, 500 squats. Yeah. Whoa. Why were you with, and it's all people that were going to get deported? There's a a documentary on Netflix at the moment that talks about um, deportation and illegal immigrants in America. And it actually references some of these facilities in the States. And they actually interview people that are being held in these facilities. And, And some of them have been there for years. And they have no idea what's going to happen. And like saw, some of them mm-hmm. think they can, like they'll get released because some of them do get released. But obviously people get deported, but they have, they're just sitting there waiting with no, no date. And you were there for three months? Four months. Four I months. think around four or five months, something like that. And um, I started having nightmares uh, even when I was there, like not being able to come out from jail. Yeah. Mm. And I still have it. But it gotten better, but some days I'll… I have it like every other day. And yeah, so it's a bad feeling when you, when you wake up. Going in as a 15-year-old with a five-year sentence, it, when you turn 18 in most parts of the world, yeah. you're an adult. So you didn't get transferred to adult prison at all? No. In, in YA, there are kids up, up to, I think, 20. Mm-hmm. Mm. So you're right at the limit for yeah. YA. So if you if you pass that age and you still have sentencing, then you get transferred to prison. I, I don't know if it was 20 or 25. I'm not 100% sure. So you uh, get out and do you get to like give your mom a hug before you get on the airplane to no. be deported to Korea? No. What happens when you get out the second uh, you get out of those walls? Oh, uh, so they wake you up at like 4 o'clock or 4 or 5 and you pack your stuff and you're just going around places with other deportees and you wait on a tank. And then you go to the airport with two cops. And I, what I remember now is I asked the cops, um, can I have an ice cream? <laughs> it's yeah. going to be my last ice cream oh. on, in the, oh the States. So, yeah. he, <laughs> so he bought me an ice cream. You know? <laughs> and wow. well, what, what, I, what I remember. Oh, and the, cra- the craziest feeling. I don't really think about this every day. You know, yeah, but yeah. I'm trying to trace back. And… I remember getting out from the van and I'm still shackled, my legs and my, yeah, I'm shackled and, but in a normal clothes. So people mm. can't really recognize if I'm shackled, you know? Yep. Yeah. And cause I'm not shackled like this, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I see just people walking without looking at anything, just walking and walking, you know? And that kind of fascinated me. I haven't seen that for five yeah. years. Whoa. Cause we're always walking with our hands behind our back. Mm. You know. And to see like a real woman. You might uh, have seen some like women too. That- uh, I'll, I'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, it was just fascinating. Just people walking. Wow, must you know? be. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. I was just... Because you're used to seeing like... It's like people who live in the rainforest. The second that they like see somebody like a mile away, if they Uh get out of it, they're like, well, that person's really small. Uh Because they have like no depth perception. So for you, it's like just people don't really move much further than uh, this, and you see them just and not uh, and, and they're freedom. Not, they're not walking uh, in a straight wow. line; they're uh, all yeah. walking independently of each yeah. other. It's no regimentation. Yeah, and so I, I get my ice cream and go to the airplane, and the cop's sitting next to me, like this the for whole the, time for the whole flight. As the whole flight. Oh, really? And I come to Korea, and there are other Korean cops waiting for me, like five, six of them. And so they say, all right, Mr. Mr. Wu, we'll see you in the next life. And Damn. they take me to some place in Korea. Mm-hmm. And they kind of, uh, to some, they ask me just a bunch of questions. Interrogate. Yeah. Interrogate. But not not like seriously. Because yeah. I'm a free man at some part, you know. And so I just answer all the questions. And my Was own, your Korean rusty at the time? What you mean? Was your Korean a little bit rusty? Oh, it was bad. Okay. Now my English is bad and my Korean is bad. You know, I feel like a <laughs> complete caveman sometimes, you know? <laughs> and, and my uncle's living in Korea, so he came to pick me up and went to his house and woke up with a nightmare. Just And I woke up and I'm like, can't believe I'm free, you know? Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's your first <laughs> taste of freedom. Yeah. In, a, in a completely different country. Yeah. Like, I was somewhere in like Namyangju somewhere, you know? Yeah. Did it almost sort of like feel like it wasn't really freedom? Because you were like banished from your home? And- no, I felt free. But I felt, uh, if I think back now, it kind of felt, at first it felt good for like a day or two. Mm-hmm. And then, and I understand what the soldiers go through after war. When they come mm-hmm. out and all, they go through a lot of stuff. Mm. And the loneliness, because nobody understands. And I felt, I just felt, I got into this um, deep loneliness because I had nobody to talk to and relate to. And I had no fr- friends actually. So I was just walking around everywhere. I'll be in the subway, just traveling, you know? Mm. Yeah. Well, what did you do on the flight? I mean, you've got two cops on either uh, side of you. I was just watching a movie and crying. You, know? you cried? Yeah, because I, I watched this Korean movie uh, named, I think it was Somewhere mm-hmm. with uh, Lee Jung-jae and uh, yeah, it was about like a comedian, but it's a sad movie. Yep. And I, and your emotion is pretty sensitive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, and I was just crying and the cops are like, it's all right, man, you know? Jeez. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Oh, and about the girl, about the girl, because every everyone was um, felt older than me. Is it America in America or in the plane? I'm talking about. Oh, in the plane. plane. Were you still shackled in the plane? Yeah, I was my feet, but they let my hands go. You know. And um, what happens if you need to go to the toilet? You could walk. It's it's not like a shackle like this. It's a comfortable shackle and. I saw a, like a girl my age inside the plane, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to talk to somebody, you know? Yeah. And eventually it was a girl, so I start like talking to her, you know? Yeah. You talked to her? Yeah, I talked to her. And then… 
What'd you say? And she was like, what's on your feet? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, that, that's some bling, man. That's some bling. I love the jewelry. It's a new trend. <laughs> I, I, she didn't, I guess she didn't see it, you know? And we yeah. were just talking for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then, and then I guess, um, oh, and then I was like, you want to talk in the back? That's what I said. <laughs> you actually said that? <laughs> and? And then so she's like, okay. And then we went to the back and we were just talking, you know? Oh, okay. oh, oh I thought you meant yeah. like inside the bathroom. No, no, no. No, no in see? the back, in the back. In the back. Uh, in the back. Like the, the behind bathroom. the bathroom, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, there's a little hallway. Yeah, there. yeah, on the international flights, there's a lot of room yeah. back there. So I'm like, Talking to her, you know, what I'm getting deported, like stuff like that. You know? <laughs> Were you telling her the shit? Yeah, I told her. And she's like oh, twirling legs, her hair, my legs, like really. My legs, <laughs> she had, my legs shackled, you know. She hadn't seen the shackles. No, she saw it. I oh, she saw. Oh. Okay, she eventually saw them. And she was just like, "Wow, wow, really? Like, wow." Wait, know? was she hot? Uh, she was cute, I think. Yeah. yeah. Korean. Yeah. A Korean. Yeah. Were you speaking in Korean or English? English. Oh, in yeah. English. Okay. Uh, she was just surprised, you know. The cops came and he kind of yelled at me. I felt kind of embarrassed, you know? Yeah. yeah. He was like, well, what you doing? You know, go sit down. You know? <laughs> you like and she was like, oh, surprising. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Were you so mad at him for breaking it up? Yeah, I was I was pissed for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but what are you going to do, though? It's not like you can. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, if I was the policeman, I'd be like, come on, dude. This guy's been locked up for <laughs> five years, and he's talking to a woman for the first time, and you're going to block like that? <laughs> like, what's the worst he's going to do? He's, he's shackled, True. you know? Yeah, I mean, if you're shackled, and then you're in a plane, you know, 20,000 feet in the air, yeah, it's yeah. not like you can escape. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then what happened? Uh, so I'm in Korea. To make the long story short, so I'm in Korea not knowing anybody. I was just traveling in the subway. Was it your first time ever to Korea? No, no, no. Okay. It is, but it's been, can't remember when, you know. It was, it was uh, tiny when you got uh, here. So basically, was the first time as a, as a yeah, as functioning, yeah. you know. So like, born, yeah. born here, moved to the States, and it's your first time back since moving it's, to it the States. It was like States, kind of early thing. elementary when you went to the States, right? Yeah, yeah. Early elementary. Yeah. Like first or second grade or some shit like uh, that. So what, when you get off the plane, what is like the first thing you notice the difference between Korea and LA? Everything, you know? Yeah. Uh, just the colors and just everything. You know, same thing you felt when you came yeah. to Korea. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so my uncle at that time was doing some cleaning business mm. and he wanted me to work there. You know, I don't want to do it because I was cleaning every day in jail, you know? So I was just traveling around and then I found a place and it was just, it just looked better than the other place, cleaner. Mm -hmm. And and actually it was Apkujang area. Yeah. You know? uh -huh. And I told my uncle, I'm like, I want to live here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you chose the most expensive part. You know? Yeah. yeah. Wow. How can I live here? You know? So it's like, there's a Koshi one, you know? Mm-hmm. Where you could live, you yeah. know. Yeah. And for a Goshi one is like a studying room for yeah, people yeah, yeah. that don't It's like so, a tiny, like it's like yeah, a tiny yeah. little room that you can fit a bed in and yeah, yeah, like a exactly. wardrobe. It's kind of like another jail. It was like another jail cell. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> not, to, not to be insensitive, but it sounds right yeah. up your alley. <laughs> <laughs> so I felt comfortable there. Yeah. I was like, this place is cool. <laughs> <laughs> The shit outside is way too big. <laughs> yeah, so I started living in Koshiwan. That's, you know? that's where you learned how to Damn. dance. Like, this place is sick. <laughs> he starts doing the robot. <laughs> and so I got um, the owner of the Koshiwan, the Koshiwan Azushi. Mm. I guess he was, he was asking, you know, he asked all the people that lives there and then I told them my story and, but, but he kind of took it with um, love, you know, because mm -hmm. I was. He noticed I was so young, and mm -hmm. the stuff I went through, I was so young, and he was just like um, helping me with a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I used to just eat eat dinner with him every night, you know, talk to him, talk to him about his love story and all the sadness he goes through in life, mm -hmm. and I just became friends with everybody there. So it was it was like a jail cell with freedom. You know? uh, <laughs> were were there a lot like a lot of constant people there or did, yeah. was, so they would stay for like months at a time? 
Yeah, some people will stay there for like two years, like students. You know, they have to study. Some people uh-huh. stay for like a month yeah. or two. People yeah. stay there that long? I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. It's, it's cheap. It's even cheap. even nowadays, people have, yeah. that's almost like a permanent residence for some people because yeah. they can't afford to live in, you know, other places. A place mm. to sleep, a desk. Mm. That's, that's all you yeah. need, man. For some people, that's all you need. Yeah. That's all I need. And so I became friends with some, and I was, um, going to park or like school to do pull-ups and stuff. And, you know, I started playing basketball a little bit just to make friends. Mm. And I, I made, I met a friend. Uh, he was a, he wanted to be a rapper and he actually became a bodybuilder in Korea, but um, he wanted to rap at that time. And he told me, hey, there's a place called Hong that we should go, you know? Everyone's got one of these stories. <laughs> so, oh, shit, and, dude. And I'm like, Hongdae, let's go, you know? And at that time, there weren't uh, clubs like right now. What, like, what year was it? 2000 or something like that. 2001, 2000, somewhere around there. Yeah. Sam was here, right? So it was that was kind of more, it was, I guess they called them rock cafes at the time, though, more. It, it was, but it was club, actually. That was, it was club, mm-hmm. you know? And so, so I go to Hongdae and I go to the club and it was I was just blown. Like how many people? How many people we in went? the club? Oh, no, in the, in the club. club. Same as now, right? It's same as now, but it was packed because it but was. But not weekend. everyone knows that, right? I did. No, I had no idea when I walked to my first club in Korea. I thought it was the craziest thing I'd ever seen. It's, I'd never been to a club with more than like a hundred people in it. Oh yeah, yeah, it uh, was packed. Yeah, but oh. I'd never been to a club before, so you know. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it was just like a new world. And so oh, I, yeah, yeah. Every this, everything this for you is, is so like new. I didn't even yeah. think about everything's brand new. Yeah. yeah. Having yeah. having this is my favorite podcast. Not not only that we've done, but that I've ever heard. <laughs> Coming, this is so dope. <laughs> your adolescence until you're an adult spent in jail. Your first taste of freedom is in a foreign country, and it's the first time going to a club, drinking alcohol legally. All of this uh-huh. is a yeah. first. It's yeah. every. It's like everything that you want out of a story. Yeah. <laughs> And then, so, we start going there, to make the long story short, we were going there every week weekend, and there was this mean-looking guy, mm-hmm. like, um, he, he was about your size, yep. shaved head, just tatted everywhere. Mm-hmm. And he pulled me, pulled me aside, like, he said, hey, you're from the States. I'm like, yeah, you got deported. I'm like, I'm like yeah, I got deported too. And then he was in control of Hongdae at that time. Uh, he was the man? He was the man of Hongdae, you know? Mm-hmm. And he was the man of that club too. Not the owner, but he was right under the owner. Mm-hmm. And so I became close with him. And he said, he asked me where I live and all that stuff. And he said, you're lonely, right? Let's live to, come, come and live in my house. And, I, you know, we, we could figure shit out. So I started living in his house and I started working there. And at the club, yeah, at the club, that club that I was going to, mm-hmm. yeah, and and it was fun for about a year. It was just fun. What was your job there? Uh, at first, I was just cleaning, mm-hmm. just cleaning, picking up bottles. So you, went, you didn't want to clean for your uncle, but you ended up cleaning. <laughs> cleaning the club. For that club. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are perks to working like like different kind of cleaning. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, and um. So I was making friends and, but after a year, I started going through uh, some depression mm. because it was, rep- the, the lifestyle was repetition, repetitive, yeah. repetitive. And I had a big dream of a, a goal of myself when I was a kid. I wanted to be a boxing champion. Uh, after jail, I wanted to go to like the boxing Olympics. And I wanted to become a lawyer and all that stuff. Mm. And I'm like, damn, what am I doing here? You know, the kind of, the reality of this soul life kind of hit me. Yep. You know? Were you drinking a lot? No, no, I wasn't drinking at that time. And, and like I said, uh, last time, Hongdae was pretty crazy. It was a lot of fights in the streets. It was the Wild West, man. Yeah. yeah, it was, yeah. it was, cra- it's not, it's nothing people could really think about the new generation, how Hongdae yeah. was. And they think it's, crazy and fun right now but it was crazy 
There was back fights. Then, you know? There was fights uh, every weekend in Hongdae. Like on every corner, there'd be a fight back then. Yeah. Like, and it'd be groups of people like fighting. Yeah. So in the club, I was doing multitask mm-hmm. afterwards. After about a year, I was doing a guard. I was working on a bartender a little bit, you know. And the depression hit. And I started, so with the dance thing, a lot of dancers used to come to the club. Mm. And, and I found them really interesting, you know, the way they were moving and stuff. And we, I became close with them just giving them drinks, free drinks and uh-huh. stuff. And they were teaching me kind of like the history mm-hmm. of the Korean street dance and stuff like that. And and the boss of that club was also telling me to dance because uh, he was a dancer too. And but I don't know what to do with mm-hmm. my body because I, I had like 18 inch arms at that time, you know? <laughs> I, my arms are like 15 right now, but wow. I was huge. Oh, and, you were jacked? Yeah. And I'm like fresh, fresh meat off of jail, you know? Yeah. Wow. yeah. And so I went to some studios um, of the boss. And I didn't really find them, find it interesting at that time, what they were doing. I wanted to learn the, the dance the dancers were doing in the club. They looked more free. You know, they were like poppers, hip-hop dancers, b-boys, and stuff like that. Hmm. And... You know, they gave me some videos to watch, literally videos at that time, you know, like DVDs and stuff like yeah. that, you know. And, and some dancers came, and I still didn't know what dance I, you know, I wanted to do. And I was getting more depressed, like, like huge uh, difference every day. Mm. Just, and... Deeper and deeper. Yeah, deeper and deeper. And like some dancers came from uh, LA for some work in Korea. And I met one of them and he was a crump dancer. And I saw him dance in the club and it kind of fascinated me, you know? And at that time, crump wasn't popular at all. Like it was just barely coming up. Yeah. So I got close with him and we became friends and he gave me a DVD of the the lesson DVD he made. Mm-hmm. So I started practicing through that. And one of the dancers that I became close with, the Korean dancer, he told me, you know, let's go on a comp- performance, performance competition. Because mm. what you're doing is, I don't know what you're doing, but let's go. You, know? <laughs> you were that kind of a natural. And yeah. You were really good. You're one of the first people in Korea to really yeah. blow up that genre, right? Yeah, I, I think I'm, I was the first person in Asia to do this dance from what oh, I know. Wow. You know? And um, so I practiced for like a month and a half with him and with the little basic that I had with Crump. And it kind of blew up with this performance they had in Korea. It was like a, it was street dance Korea. And every dancer was kind of like, who's that guy? Who's that guy? You know? And I think not because I was good, but it was something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And after that, we didn't win, but we made kind of like the noise in the dance field in Korea. And some other dancers called me to get in a competition. It was like a huge battle in Korea. And the judges were overseas. So it was like five on five battle or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then, so is this my second time on stage? And, and then we won, you know? Oh, wow. So it kind of like, maybe I should do this thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was that like the first time you were happy in a long time? Yeah, I, oh, yeah, I was happy because I found something to do, With, yeah. you know? Did, did that help you get out of your depression? Yeah, at that time, you know? And I don't, I don't think I did it because I loved the dance, mm-hmm. if I think back. It's just I found some I found I found something to do. Yep. Yeah. I think that's that's what made me happy. Instead of just cleaning and bartender and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, if I was the greatest bartender, then I would have been happy, but I was I wasn't that good at it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then my friend died, the one that took care of me that I was living with. The the guy in Hong that yeah, yeah the, the king of yeah. Hong that we used to call him the king of Hong. He died from car accident. After, right after he got married and had a kid. And um, so, so this is right after I won, like, uh, so there was another competition after that. End of that year, it was a huge one-on-one battle and I won, you know. But it happened right before that, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm going through this weird stage, you know, in my life. 
And I just kept going and 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 then the politics kind of started with dancing. So I started going through this stage in life, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and Yeah, and then and a lot of things happen and I'm and I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I mean it's it's amazing to Wow. Uh, yeah, I've said it before, you know, from an adolescent to an adult being locked up, being sent halfway around the world to a a country huh. that you know, but you, you haven't lived know, here for so yeah. long, you don't know, and it's uh, it's so brand new As to an be, adult to, too. to go through all of that. I think he speaks Korean better than me. <laughs> you probably do too. <laughs> do you think that? What do you? What language do you think in then? Both. Uh, it's, it's it's all boggled up, you know. Mm. Right, now so I'm like a caveman. You Wu, know? <laughs> Wu is. Uh, so I text Wu a lot. Mm-hmm. I text with Wu a lot, and he misspells a lot in English and Korean. Yeah. <laughs> like he also, he spells calm down C O M E D O W N, but he also spells everything wrong in Korean at the same time. <laughs> but at the same time, he's very good with his words. He's a great storyteller. Mm. He knows how to tell stories, and he's really when he speaks, you know, it grabs you in. I think Wu speaks more with his soul than with his <laughs> the actual language. He uses a language to, to yeah, it's, it's fun to listen to. I, I think under the circumstances, like it's completely natural. You didn't finish school either. No. Yeah. Uh, well, well, exactly. It's going it's, in at 15, you would, did you, did they educate you while you were in the well, youth authority? Yeah. I had all the education that I could get, you know, and, and I read a lot, a lot, yeah. you know. But I don't know. But I wasn't really writing a lot, but I was reading a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, for example, I read the whole Bible every time I was in the hole. So I read the whole Bible like, I, I read the whole Bible one time and I read the New Testament like four times. What do you mean by the whole? Okay. The whole Bible, all the New Testament. Solitary confinement. Oh, the whole. Oh, the a, whole. As, yeah. Like you get into a fight and then you lock. Oh, you, yeah. You, so you you're alone. Hole. Yeah. And the only thing you have is the Bible and toilet. You know? So. But you can't read the toilet. So. <laughs> <laughs> There's only so much you can do with the toilet. Yeah. And then. And and I even read like the whole Quran, you know. Wow. wow. I mean, there's a long story to this part with the Islamic religion because I met some good good teachers there too mm-hmm. through that. It helped me a lot. I read the whole Quran like four, three times. So dancing began to give you like opportunities to make money in Korea. And what did you do after you started dancing? So I was working in the club at the same time while I was dancing, you know, and. But my position was changing, you know, because and I actually was kind of in the spot of the of my friend who died. Mm. So uh, I became that guy, you know. Yeah. And really, probably. I mean, I didn't know you then, but yeah. I imagine you were pretty popular. Popular, what? what? Like Girls? you became the real king <laughs> no, of Hong Kong. Yeah, no, but yeah, oh, yeah, at the same time, dude. Like, I'm not, I'm uh, not trying to uh, put too much, you know, spotlight on you, uh, but you go to Hongdae, everyone knows Wu. Yeah. Everyone knows Wu. All the Owners of every place knows who everyone Every rapper Wu. I know knows Wu. Everyone knows Wu. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not a fear. It's a respect. And people love Wu. I love Wu. Everyone loves mm. fucking Wu. He just… Wu is part of Hongdae's history. It's fucking <laughs> crazy. History. It is. He is, man. Wu's part yeah. of… You are, man. I mean… Yeah. I'm not, so… Yeah, I don't, I don't think that far. But, you know… It, I, I know a lot of stuff yeah. that happened. You know, the history of… If, if you say if it's culture, you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're part of the culture, yeah. man. <laughs> What happens when you're in this, uh, I get prison for lack of a better term, Mm -hmm. when you hit, say, the age of 18? Mm -hmm. I know in America, 21 is, you know, when you can legally drink and whatnot, but is there some, is it something you celebrate? Is it something that's just skipped over? Oh, no, you don't celebrate. And I actually, I keep forgetting uh, numbers a lot. Mm -hmm. For example, um, I can't remember people's birthdays and stuff like that because mm-hmm. I have, I made this button in my mind to just erase a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, probably everyone have have, <coughs> have that thing, but like I didn't even know it was my birthday has passed when I was locked up. Oh, interesting. You know, I I, don't, I wasn't looking at calendars at all. You know, so we, every day we, was a blur. Yeah, it, it's like I I'll just try not to look at numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, what about in terms of counting out? Counting down the days before you were released was that something that you were thinking about? Like not, you, not clear, not not like 
I, like I wasn't doing the, if there's a calendar, you know, some people yeah. there was just market like but that. But in your mind, you know, there was time. Yeah, I, knew, I know it's coming soon. You mm -hmm. know, that's because I'll never look at that stuff. It was like a trauma for me. You know, mm -hmm. you know, being in, being incarcerated for a month is hard. Yeah. Even a day is hard, you know? Yeah. Imagine, you know, how long I was. You know? yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah, man. Just sometimes being <clears throat> stuck somewhere for two days feels like uh, a lot. Yeah. Well, it's like, and, and, it, it's at the moment we've we've talked about COVID many times before, but people yeah. are like, I mean, you know, I'm in quarantine for two weeks, or you know, you're stuck at home for a couple of days, and people are like, I'm going crazy. Yeah, mm. imagine doing that for five years. <laughs> oh. Like two weeks doesn't sound so bad. All Do of a sudden, I have a question. Oh. This is this is a more of a what if question. If you could go back. If it's ne never living regret. No, I don't like to live in regret either. But mm -hmm. if you could go back at 15 and you could go back and do it over again, would you stay the way you are now or would you do everything over again? If I have the memory system, I'll go back. You go back? Yeah, if, I, if I have everything in my head mm -hmm. right now. Yeah. But do you think you would have gone the same path or been as, um, I guess, persistent with what you had to do so desperately? I'll, I'll do what I'm doing, exactly what I'm doing right now in 15. You know, but really, but yeah. you, you can't. But I'll right? probably do more. But you don't. So that's what makes it so beautiful. That's what makes life so beautiful, uh, though, right? It's like, uh, I I don't want you to do anything different, uh, right? But like you get, everything that is happening right now at this moment, yeah, every great awesome. thing that's happened to you is a result of all that struggle. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm trying to, you know, still trying to connect the dots a little bit mm -hmm. here and there. Everybody yeah, is though. Yeah, yeah. that's no, life. No matter. Yeah, that's yeah. life. You know. And it's like learning that's that's what the, I think the most important thing about this whole COVID thing is, is like I, I, I really love this year. Like I'm, it's really sad that a lot of people have gotten sick. Like mm. that's terrible, but it's nice to since like the main thing about life is learning how to deal with like little individual hardships. Why not have one big one all together? Like as a big group that we all come through together and we get and we're gonna come out on the other side and we're gonna go. We're better because of this. We're stronger because of this. I, I kind of like the communal struggle. It's been a learning mm. experience, that's for sure. Like yeah. we, everyone's going through things that we've never experienced this in is our history. lifetime. It's crazy. You know, it, you look at institutions that have had to change how they do things: universities, schools, schools hospitals, online schools, and classes, yeah. and everything. Kids are kids are going to go through high school through the internet. Can you believe that? And check this out. How about the kids that are are getting a chance finally? to learn the way that they should, right? A lot of kids don't raise their hands in class because they're afraid of getting teased or they have like some kind of like stage fright or anxiety. Mm -hmm. And then you put them in front of a computer for like online classes and these kids are like, like I mentioned, maybe you might've learned well like that. Like some people just love screens, you know, like interacting yeah. with yeah. the world through the internet. There are certain kids that probably would have like been destroyed in high school mm -hmm. that are now like becoming the next entrepreneurs of our, of our time. Because they get to do yeah. it behind a screen in the comfort of their own little environment, you know. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah, I, it, I work so much better on a computer. It's certainly it's certainly changed for everyone. I mean, obviously people are struggling, but then there are people that have they've turned the difficulties into a success. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, you're seeing new entrepreneurs come out of the woodwork, and because of the circumstances that we're under, it's enabled them to do, you know, whether it's develop new apps or things for the benefit of people who are you know, stuck at home. You know, there's, you've got to find, I think in life, you have to find positives in negatives. Everything, there's always going to be something wrong with the world, but there's also something good with the world at the same time. Mm -hmm. And you have to search that out. Otherwise, you're just going to find yourself in a hole and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And, and being positive all the time, it, it can hurt from time to time, right? Like, D Dave, you know that, like, like there's probably lots of L's that I've taken from always trying to be positive. But I feel like if you got to choose, you might as like I'm trying to be positive because the the other side for me is just like being I think, defeated, you know? I think the other thing is though, and, and Dave's talked about this many a times, there's nothing wrong with being negative at times. There's nothing wrong with feeling depressed or yeah. feeling in that dark moment. It's not a bad thing. But as society, we're like, you have to be positive. You know, don't be negative. Don't be a negative Nelly. Nelly, look at the bright side of things. But sometimes in that moment, just saying, you know what? I'm in a shit spot and I'm not enjoying it. I learned but, that hey. from him. He said, embrace the sadness. Yeah. 
And so I, I learned that from him. <laughs> yeah. The circle of life. <laughs> and yeah, embrace that moment because, you know, the next day, chances are it is going to be better, but you know, you, you have to feel the pain as well. Mm-hmm. An old conversation from me and Wu like three years ago, I was like, Wu would be like, How's life? Like, I'll be like, shit. He's like, me too. <laughs> that, that was, we just walk quietly. That was a conversation with Mew. He's like, man, man, this world sucks. I'd be like, yeah, man. And then he would go master some craft. <laughs> and I would, go upload, I would go upload an amazing video. Nice. Yeah. It, there's something you hear about from especially young adolescents that have spent time in institutions. And one of the things that you hear time and time again is being institutionalized tends to harden a lot of these kids, makes mm-hmm. them harder than what they were when they went in. Harder or like yeah, what kind of harder? Like in terms of like tougher, tougher like toughened up, like uh-huh. hardened. And sometimes they become like, they may have gone in for a, a small crime, but after being institutionalized around people who mm-hmm. are, are tougher, they kind of mm-hmm. move on to, to bigger mm-hmm. crimes. Would you, have found oh. in your experience that that's the case with institutions like being locked up against them and stuff like that yeah right? yeah oh yeah like it makes lot- people angrier and it makes them more aggressive yeah, that- and want to go out and, and be badder than what they were that too because you know they have a certain type of you know that recognition when they go back to their comfort zone mm. you know that respect thing mm-hmm. you know i just and, got out of the yeah, yeah and they feel bad you know yeah. but that too, and but a lot of the things that I've seen and I um, I even felt it was, uh, there's sometimes you want to go back, you know, because you're comfortable there, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you you're more used to that place, and they feed you, you sleep, you know, mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about money, you know. Yeah. That's why a lot of them come come back, mm-hmm. go go back to jail, you know. The whole money thing, that's yeah. that's serious, man. That that is probably the root of most people's anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Is money. Because I was I was more uh there was there were certain times in 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 being incarcerated and I was thought I was more happy when I was incarcerated, you know? Just because I had a lot of hopes. Yeah. You know, and those hopes made me happy just thinking about mm-hmm. it when I was locked up, you know. And and outside, I, I I come out to like an unknown place, you know, mm. in Korea, just and I and that's why I went through that depression. I don't know what to do, you know. All my thoughts that I had, all the plans that I had, just it just vanished, you know. <laughs> only yeah. thing, only good thing was like um, I could take a shower whenever I want to, yeah. go yeah. to the bathroom whenever yeah. I want to, yeah. stuff like that, you know. Eat food, you know, uh, good food. Who was, who was, is this okay? Did you, who was your first girlfriend when you got out when you were like 20? And <laughs> what kind of boyfriend were you? Were you like, a, what kind of relationship? Was yeah. It? Yeah, that's a good question, actually. Um, I'm curious too. I've never heard this from Because I know I was oh. a piece of shit when yeah. I was that age and I like had experience from dating girls in high school and I still sucked. So I can't imagine. Like, first girlfriend I had, so I was in a, so I'm traveling, I'm still traveling through Subway, right? Mm. And then I, I stopped by the one, you know? The one, yeah, yeah, no yeah, one, yeah, no, yeah, no one. one. I stopped yeah. by the one. It's like crowded, and I see this uh, prettiest girl I've seen in my life that comes out from this clothing store, mm-hmm. you know. And I just went in and I just started talking to her, you know. And then what'd I, you say, like on your sale? Oh, uh, yeah, I can't that? remember exactly what I yeah, said, yeah, but yeah. I just asked for her number, I think. Yeah, and I uh, and the name and stuff, and she didn't give it to me, you know. Yeah, and I'm like. Okay, and I had to go too. Yeah. You know, for something, I don't know. I can't remember, but. And, oh, I think the bus or something too, because it's a far away yeah, to yeah, Namjoon. Yeah. 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 And so I went there again. I asked her again. And she gave it to me the second time nice. <laughs> that I went. And, and we we met the third time. And it was just like, like normal, yeah. you know. But she was just surprised with my story, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I, did you date her for a long time? Did, did I date her a long time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like two years, I think. Oh, uh, wow. 
what you expected from this story, <laughs> no, no, so. No, 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 Nothing really different. You think as a 15-year-old. I, I, I was a pure jack dude, you know? I can see where he's coming from. As a 15-year-old, that's kind of like. Yeah, you didn't get you, the experience. That's yeah. where your prime uh. kind of dating experience yeah. starts. And you've got, you've got like a five-year period of life that is just, <laughs> that doesn't exist. So it's kind yeah, of like, I understand. and five years, five of, years like, of pent up hormones. <laughs> I, I don't know what I want to know. It was a good know. question. I said it was a good question. When, when my when my friends have gone to jail before, I'm always just like, "What did you? Did you not do that for that long?" But the other thing is, I'm thinking you'd come out and you've got this angst, this anger that's been pent up, and you know, chances are you could come out and just be an aggressive kind Overly of alpha aggressive. male. And when it gets to dating a, a female, like, do you kind of, you know, do you become sensitive and 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 whatnot in that situation? I, I guess, yeah, I kind of think the same. I've never been to prison. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it was nothing, nothing new or special, I don't think. Nothing you know? new or special. Uh, if I think back, it's just mm. everything – it's the same with that. You Maybe know? you were even yeah. – see, I guess I'm expecting, like, people when they come out of jail to be these, like, hopped up on, like, hormones, like, really, like, uh, full of angst and, Sexual like, anger angst. kind of people, but – Maybe being in prison that long really like toughens your mental in a way that and makes you really sensitive to what other people are going uh, going I, through. I wasn't really like that because um, the teacher that I met on my last two years while mm. be before my release, you know, and he was an Islamic teacher. And because of him, uh, I still think about a lot of his things that he taught me because mm -hmm. he wasn't really teaching a lot about religion. He was just teaching them about life. It was, so it was like 50-50. Yeah. You know. And I think that's what, he kind of made me calm, you know. So yeah. I was really calm when I came out. He taught you how to like harness all yeah. that energy. And Hong that made me crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It tends to do yeah, that. Yeah, later on, Hong that made me crazy, you know. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah, maybe you just became so good at harnessing that energy that we're looking for. I'm looking for this like crazy story about this maniac, horny 20 year old <laughs> getting out of jail. But uh, really, you'd learn how to deal with yeah, all of that. I had more control when I first came out, you know? Because yeah. I, I had this thing like, I'm never going back to jail again. Y yeah, yeah, that's what I was yeah, going to yeah. say. There's two lines of thought. I've talked uh, to Wu and I also have another friend. Sam, um, well, never mind. I have another friend and, you know, um, and I have another friend who's been in prison for a couple of years. And there's two, there's and there's two kinds of people. There's people who come out of prison. And they're like, okay, never again. I'm done with that shit. You know, like I just. And then there's people. And there's people, people who come out and they're like, yo, I was in prison. Now you, you know, like I was in prison. I'm the top dog. You don't yeah. respect me. There's two kinds. You know, I think there's a lot of different kinds of ways to come out of prison. But I think with Wu, I, I know Wu doesn't like to be held up in. I know Wu likes to do shit, you know, yeah. so. It, it also seems that Wu kind of attracts a, a certain type of person to him as well. Like when you talk about your story, it, it seems like most people are kind of like understanding of it and accepting of it. Mm -hmm. It seems like when you've been deported over here to Korea, some people could just kind of be like, oh, what, you've been in prison and, and kind of run in the opposite direction. But from all the stories I've heard, yeah, nobody was intimidated. I don't, I don't, from my experience, you know, mm. people around me. Uh, first, I think because I was so young when everything happened. And so when I started dancing, I was working and practicing. And the, the amount of that I used to practice was insane, you know. Mm. And, and that's my personality because I, I used to draw when I was a kid. Yep. And I used to draw 24-7. And then... When I started boxing, that's all I was doing, mm -hmm. you know. So I'm just focused on what I had to do, you know. So people knew I was trying to do something good on myself because I was practicing all the time if I wasn't working, you know. So I tell them my story and they were like, oh, you know. And I think it's still like that right now. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I still feel not too much different. But there was some stage like this. But I feel like I'm kind of going back to the first time when I was released from jail. Mm -hmm. You know, it kind of feels like that now that I think about it. You're yeah. more at peace right now. Yeah, because I, when I first came out of jail, I had a lot of 
things that I wanted to uh, explore. Mm. And then I was caught up in the club and I couldn't really explore anything because I was working and just, I was just barely making off, um, I was just barely paying rent and stuff, you know? Mm. And I don't know what's going to happen, but I, I kind of have some directions now more than before. Uh, yeah, Dave said your new, like your YouTube channel is, not new. no, the video <laughs> content that he's making is really high editing, like graph. Oh, because um, oh, no, the no. film. Yeah, yeah. The film stuff. Yeah, the film stuff. And oh, because I didn't dance for a while because I, I went through this stage with dancing and I don't really practice. I don't really have like a serious, serious practice like I used to for five years. You know, I was just working. I, I was doing dance work as a dance director for mm. stage. And I I have the dancer stance, you know, and I'll just make the stage and make it look good. But I wasn't doing it personally like I used to. So I started that four months ago, like I was saying. I started with house dancing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, then, and then I just got back all into it. I bought my tap shoes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> An amazing camera. He makes his own, he's doing his own film, editing his own shit, dude. Yeah, that's what I heard. And this is somebody who, like, Wu Wu would look at my like editing pro program like <laughs> like two years ago. What's that? Like, <laughs> like what? Like Wu just if you give Wu something and tell him to do it, he 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 yeah, learns how to really do it. Because I was really bad with um Compute, oh, uh, the machines. Yeah. How do you say machine? Yeah, technology. Yeah. Uh, technology. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was really like I wouldn't even like touching my phone a lot, you know, and or computer or stuff like that. I was just analog person. Uh -huh. you know? And that started with DJing because I started DJing about, I don't know, two years, year and a half ago or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it was just, a, that's when everything started with learning yeah. and exploring more. And I just wanted to see if I could do it. So I did it for four months and I just got on stage and, you know, I, I went through, you know, a lot of difficulties too, mm. you know, like all the DJs have to go through. Like sometimes you're, Laptop just stops while you're playing at the needle break or stuff like that. I went through all that stuff in the beginning, you know, luckily. <laughs> so I went through that stage with DJing. But it kind of opened up a part of, of my brain where I could learn stuff, you know. Again. Again. Yeah, yeah. So cool. Yeah. So cool. So it's like full circle. It's full uh, circle, yeah. Because there was some stage I couldn't learn anything, you know, because I was so caught up in the stuff that I was doing and if somebody tried to teach me something, it, it, would just, it wouldn't go in, mm. you know? Yeah. It yeah. just felt like my brain was just like a balloon, you know, that's gonna yeah. blow, you know? I hear, yeah. I hear yeah. you though, because I'm good at everything I do, so. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm kind of, I'm at that, st I'm at that just like nothing's just. Nothing's sticking? Yeah. It's just like there's there's something here stopping it from penetrating my my brain. I want it's just like yeah, just slips down the side of my face. Do, do you think maybe having kids like sort of uh, tells starts to tell your body like it's all right? You don't have to. You don't have to keep like learning new shit. You already got a partner. You've already reproduced. It you can just of, relax I, for now. I think with young kids, and I was talking about this with another parent the other day. At this time of life, you just get incredibly forgetful. And this other mother was saying, don't worry, it does come back to you eventually. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. But just with young children, it's like you're so focused on them and, and a lot of other stuff just kind of falls by the side. So you just, I guess, unless it's relevant to what's happening with them, you tend to kind of just let it go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of feel like I'm slightly, my IQ is diminishing day by day no, at the moment. I don't think that's the... Well, I'm sure it's not the case, yeah. but it just feels like it's just... You I feel very like... You're just like, why did, Why am I forgetting simple things? It's because you have so much on your mind. So you have the responsibility of your children, of your family, of work. It's and you, got, you have this podcast and then Sam still saying, let's go do an escape room. Like, how, I, do, how do you fit everything in, man? I'm, I'm sure that that's what it did. It is that so, there's just so, so much, much going on. Yeah, man. It doesn't matter if you're. It doesn't matter if you're forty or fourteen. If you have that much stuff going on, you're gonna forget some of the shit in between, man. Mm -hmm. Look at me, dude. I mean, I, 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 I just eh, with anybody, man. I have to move tomorrow, and I have to do some editing work today, and I have to switch my internet to to the new house. Well, like anybody, man. The thing is, you just have a lot on your plate, you know. Uh, don't get me started on moving. Yeah, this moving's nothing, the worst. It's the worst thing in the world. I move tomorrow, so this is gonna be rough. 
you moving on your own? You got a lot of it packed already, right? I got a lot of it packed. I'm going to hire like a moving crew. I have to I have to clean the entire I have to hire people to clean the entire house before I go because the landlord says it's not in the contract. So I have to clean keep the I have to tear down my uh, studio that I made and replace the window. I have to replace the windows. He says, or you pay for it. What are you going to do with the studio? Are you going to make a new studio? I have to make a new studio, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm thinking about naming my studio Dive Studios. I have this like neon <laughs> green sign <laughs> with white letters that says Studios. No, 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 no. Uh, just keep it as D- Dave Studios. Just add on to the <laughs> eye. <laughs> Dave Studios. Yeah, or just Dave take studio. off the fucking eye. <laughs> take out the eye and put an A in there in a different yeah. color. You get to go. You can make yeah. that logo the triangle. <laughs> All right, cool. man. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks so great. much, Ru. No, uh, let's I, wrap. I, I think. Um, I think Sol mentioned earlier in terms of podcasts that we've done up until now, but today I think was a really special. It was special, like a movie. Yeah, <laughs> it was, huh. and and you mentioned it before, but you've got an amazing story, Wu, that I think deserves to be told, and I think a lot of people would love to to hear it or read it. And I think you really need to uh, consider putting pen to paper and turning yeah. it yeah. into a book. Uh, book or mm-hmm. a movie or a small short film, something, man. Like in, in if you want to be a rapper, I'll well. try to write it. <laughs> I'll try to write your story for you. Just tell me what to put in. It, it, it's, there's a lot of inspirational yeah. story in there as well that I think a lot of people could really benefit from. Yeah, It's, yeah. A, it's, it's a great fucking story, huh. man. I think I'm trying to find that balance of what you're talking about. Cause, mm-hmm. um, and even with the positive thing you're, you told me about, uh, I think I'm trying to find that balance because I'm not really like I don't I don't really give advices that much. I just usually just say my experience. Yeah, uh, that's and, advice enough. And like I said, I, I'm not a hundred percent positive either. Like you were saying, yeah. You know? So I'm trying to find that balance. You know, tell your story, <laughs> yeah. and people people will take yeah. take yeah. that. Take from that what they need, and I uh-huh. think that in itself is advice enough. We have an inside joke. If uh, whoever, uh, whoever, <laughs> the rights to his story is mine. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, he knows that. He always say, "I'm like, dude." I, like he'll like he'll, he'll like get on his bike. And I'm like, remember, your story's mine. Like, be careful. I love I love Wu's huh. story. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Thanks, right, for, thanks so much for sharing that, Wu, uh, today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, wrap us up, Sam. Yeah. Uh, make sure if you want to know anything more about Nonsensible or about Dive Studios, check us out on Instagram at Dive Studios. You can find the full podcast on YouTube at Dive Studios as well. You can hear the podcast on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And we really, really appreciate it if you leave a five-star review. And I think based on this episode alone, I think Wu's story deserves plenty of five-star reviews. <laughs> six-star. I tell you what, if the option was there, we'd be getting a bunch of six-stars right about now. <laughs> right about now. Wu, if there's anything you want to give us a shout-out, um, now's the time to do it. Uh, I'm going on his, um, what's that thing? Twitch. Oh, Twitch. Uh-huh. So, yeah, follow on that. <laughs> D-A-E-B-B-U-I-N-G. His Instagram is underscore Mr. Underscore Wu. Uh, you can find his recent jazz short movie work on Ameba YouTube channel. Thanks so much, Wu, for joining us. Thanks for the amazing episode. Uh, we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Peace. Right. Yeah. Peace. Peace. Yeah. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply